Hey there, welcome to the Connect the Dots podcast. My name is Heather. You have entered into a podcast that is focused on exploring deep thoughts, neurodiversity, um, interviewing amazing people, and talking about how to navigate the workplace. You have joined me as we start part two of reversing the Rachel Hollis effect, deconstructing, ooh, deconstructing toxic positivity. In part one, which came out a couple of days ago, um, we covered how toxic positivity showed up in my life over the last four years. So if you haven't listened or watched that episode, you can get the link down in the show notes. You don't necessarily have to have watched or listened to that to be able to take away the information from this episode. So don't worry about it. You can watch it after the fact. Uh, Today, though, in part two, we are picking up in part of my original recording where I started to go deeper into what is toxic positivity and how to overcome it. We are going to watch and listen to a couple of YouTube videos and we're going to review an article. The concept is tricky, right? The concept of, po- of toxic positivity and, and deconstructing it, overcoming it, getting out of that, that habit. And I know I don't always get it right still. I am, I am learning more um, about myself. Um, I'm learning how I have masked my emotions in the past. And I've realized that I probably made people feel like their emotions are not valid. And those emotions probably were 100% valid. But I just threw toxic positivity at them and walked away. So we are all works in progress. We won't get it right 100% of the time, but we can work to get better as we learn and grow. We can push ourselves to be better humans. Before we jump to the intro, I do want to give a quick thank you to Lori, who bought me a coffee over on buymeacoffee.com. That link is down in the show notes. It's buymeacoffee.com forward slash Ms. Heather B. Dot, just like my Instagram handle. Uh, That site is where you can um, make a donation by buying me a coffee. Uh, Basically, what I'm doing over there is I am working towards a goal of $500. Um, with that money, what I will do is I'm going to uh, first buy me a new microphone. Um, I'm looking at something that's less than $200. So any money over over that is going to go to charity. Uh, and we will pick a charity um, once I hit my goal. And we will, uh, we will give that money to them. So uh, thank you again to Lori. And with that, let's uh, get into the episode. Uh, this is an, another clip from YouTube. This is uh, a doctor. What is her name? Dr. Tracy Marks. Um, this is um, a video that she did about toxic positivity. And so we're going to watch. It's about two minutes of this video is what we're going to watch. Let me get it set at the right time. There we go. And then I'm going to share my screen. All right, so so let's take a listen to uh, Dr. Dr. Tracy Marks. Toxic positivity and overdose motivation. Thanks, Anandu, for your question. An emotionally healthy state is one in which you can experience and express a full range of emotions from happy to sad to mad to fearful. If you get stuck on one and eliminate others, you're not whole. 
Happy and positive thoughts feel good, but it's not the only emotion you have. We naturally want to eliminate negative emotions. And because of this, many people can grow up having trouble owning negative emotions and can feel guilty about having them. This guilt and shame over being negative can lead to toxic positivity. We can define toxic positivity as rejecting or dismissing negative emotions and replacing them with false reassurances. You excessively focus on the good side of things and fail to appreciate the true feeling that the person is experiencing. Here's how toxic positivity can affect the way you think or the way you interact with others. First, here's how it can affect you. You can avoid talking about or even thinking about uncomfortable feelings. You feel guilty when you experience negative emotions like anger. When bad things happen, you only acknowledge the positive aspects of the situation. And you admire people who are always positive and you aspire to be like I'm gonna them. I'm going to pause it right there because that is exactly the description of why I was so ingrained in the Hollis culture in what they were putting out and gobbling up every video, every podcast. That that is why that last little point that she that she just, you know, put out there, um, aspiring to be like them. Here are some of the things that you can say to others. No worries. Look on the bright side. It could be much worse. You can tell someone that who has suffered a tragedy, everything happens for a reason. Toxic- I am guilty of every single one of those. Every single one. And I apologize. Positivity can be damaging on several levels. It damages relationships when you invalidate someone's feelings. It also can make the person that you're speaking with feel like they can't relate to you. If it's someone who needs your emotional support, like a child or a loved one, it can make them feel even worse about themselves when they can't dismiss the negative thoughts like you expect them to. As for the effect on yourself, believing that you're not allowed to think negatively can make you suppress emotions that are real, causing those emotions to show themselves in other ways, like becoming anxious or depressed. Okay, so, um... That, so, so there's the, the definition kind of, a, I feel like that's a good definition of, and look at toxic positivity in, in a more succinct way than I've talked about it so far. Uh, I, I watched again, I watched a couple TEDx talks on this and all of these are linked in the description, but there's one, and I mentioned this, I mentioned this earlier because I think it, it was from the younger girl, um, that gave this TEDx talk. And she talked about how she was getting ready to have brain surgery. She was, she had epilepsy. And so they were going to do brain surgery. Um, and, and she's prepping for this and people would just simply say like, it's going to be okay. Or, you know, offering a, a comparison story <laughs> to, um, you know, offering that like a comparison story that was like not comparable. Like you can't compare anything but brain surgery to brain surgery. Like having your wisdom teeth out is not. That is, but she talks about like, those are the moments where she realized how much toxic positivity is just in our day-to-day life. Uh, And there's two quotes from her, from her talk that really resonated with me. And one of them is she said, we have been conditioned to aim for constant happiness. That's been the condition um, that we've been 
again, that, that kind of thought of you should always be grateful and thankful and you should never, um, you know, feel any other emotion, right? It's bad. Um, when we're growing up and somebody's like, don't cry or stop crying. Like those are things like we're conditioned to aim for constant happiness. And then she says that positivity, because positivity is not a bad thing. It's one of those emotions, being happy, being grateful, are emotions just like being angry and being mad uh, or being sad. All They're all emotions and it's okay to have all of them. And she says uh, positivity is only toxic when it's fake and forced. Really like that. <laughs> I really like that perspective because it's true. It is it's only toxic when it's faked and forced. Um, trying to put it, you know, when you're when you're just putting it out there because you don't know what else to do. You don't know, you don't know what to say. Uh, there's an article from thepsychologygroup.com. It's these two therapists um, that talk about. There's a YouTube video that goes along with it, but it talks about the dark side of positive vibes, and they list some of the signs of, of toxic positivity. Uh, and the first one is hiding or masking your true feelings. Number one is absolutely something that I have I have done for a very long time, and I'm really working working through through that to to not do that, to not mask my my true feelings. Um, trying to just get on with it by stuffing or dismissing emotions, uh, feeling guilty for what you feel, uh, minimizing others' experiences with feel good quotes or statements. Um, trying to give someone perspective of like, it could be worse instead of validating their emotional response, shaming or chastising others for expressing frustration or anything other than positivity uh, and brushing off things that, that bother you with, it is what it is. It is what it is. And all of these things kind of just really like bring me back to kind of like some things that are happening right now in in the world and how it's it's hard to talk about it's heavy stuff and it's easy you can take the easy way out and be like well it is what it is versus like actually like acknowledging the feelings and working through those emotions you know either with a therapist or uh, with with a trusted friend or family member. So what do we say instead? How do we flip it? What are what are some things that we can say? Um, so if somebody like if one of the things you typically say is like, "Hey, don't worry, be happy." Maybe say something like, "I see that you're really stressed out. Is there anything I can do?" Um, failure is not an option. <laughs> that feels that feels similar, doesn't it? To some th- things that we heard a minute ago. Uh, but maybe say like failure is a part of growth and success. Oh, I'm guilty of this one. Everything will work out in the end. Everything will work out. It's fine. It's going to be fine. Everything will work out. Mm-mm. No, we can we can say this is really hard. I'm thinking of you during this time. Um, delete negativity. <laughs> That's another toxic phrase there. If I can do it, so can you. We talked about that a second ago. Uh, here's a way to, to spin to, to flip that, right? Everyone's story, abilities, and limitations are different, and that's okay. Look for the silver lining. That's another toxic positive phrase. Say, I see you. I'm here for you. I'm going to put this, the, the link for this, this is a, a graphic. Um, it, it's in the notes below, so you can see it. 
They kind of round out the article by saying, uh, or, or they, they wrote, instead of practicing toxic positivity, aim for balance and acceptance of both good and bad emotions rather than all or nothing thinking. And I am spot on, spot on agree with that. Um, you have to accept the good and the bad. It, it's not an all or nothing thing. Uh, there's one other TED Talk uh, that I want to show a couple of clips from set up this video. So this is this particular gentleman, um, he did this TEDx talk. It's really focused on the importance of mental health and how toxic positivity leads to more suffering. Um, and so let me get to the first part that I want to show you. About. He has a really compelling story at the beginning. So I, I you know, encourage you like, Go back and, and you can watch it. Um, it's a trigger warning there. It is um, it, it is about um, self-harm. So just heads up on that if you do watch it. All right. So let's watch this uh, first section here. Manage their mental health and be able to flourish. And one of the most important concepts we teach young people is that mental health is a continuum. And this is a really good representation of that continuum. It shows us that mental illness, is not, mental health is not black or white from healthy to ill, all-encompassing with all emotions that helps us understand our social, emotional, and psychological well-being. Oops. All right. I wanted to look at that that thing right there. Okay. So he's he's talking about the, the company that he runs, Floramine. They, they're working to help um, kids in... Um, in the, they work, I think, with the New York City school system or something like that. Um, but they're, they're working with them to, like, make sure that like the kids can understand the mental health aspect, right? Like there's, um, you're, you're going to have like this, like this continuum, right? The healthy, normal functioning, um, right? Things fluctuate. You can get support from self-care and social, that reacting piece, that common and reversible, uh, distress, um, where, you know, this is like when you're irritable or impatient, maybe nervous or sad, you're, you're worried, um, the healthy and reacting piece, you can use self-care and social support to kind of work through those things. And then when you get into these these higher end, like injured, which is significant functional impairment, uh, when you're um, being impaired by your anger, your anxiety, your lingering sadness, right, which leads into depression, tearfulness, hopelessness, moving into being ill, which would be like a clinical disorder, um, you know, this is something that significant that you have like significant difficulty with your emotions. Um, that those kind of things, injured and ill, those things require professional care. And so he's trying to bring this concept to say it's okay to it's okay to get professional care. Like you've got to know where you are on the continuum. Where do you need to get support for your mental health? Social, emotional, and psychological well-being. And when we should be seeking professional help. You see, if a lot more of us understood that, we wouldn't be having a lot of the problems we're having today. I, I agree. If we if we understood that continuum a little bit more, um, I, I think that more people would be willing to uh, get you know get self help, like go not self help, sorry, not get self help, get help like professional help. Um, okay, now the next section. This next part is, um, uh, this next part is, uh, talking about how, like, yeah, how, what toxic positivity does to emotions. Been denial. 
Second, it divides emotions into good and bad. And it demonizes the bad emotions that we just talked about, like sadness, anger, or even grief. And that directly contributes to the stigma around mental health across the country. And the truth is that there is no good or bad emotion. Every single emotion has a function. Every single emotion has a function. I love that call out. A function that tells us what's going on in our bodies, what's going on in our environment, and how we should react to them. It's really important, though, to note that emotions, they're data, they're not directives. So while you can acknowledge them, you don't always have to choose to react to them. That's really, really good. Um, You can acknowledge the emotions, but you don't always have to react. You can say, that really made me angry. But that does, but you don't have to react in a way of that means I want to go punch that person or I want to, you know, do like do something like mean, right? You can acknowledge the emotion, but not act on the emotion. Um, okay. This next section talking about language, uh, when it comes like how we talk about these things. That's why language matters. Language validates our experiences or negates them. It leaves us feeling appreciated or neglected happy or sad. Toxic positivity ultimately blocks people from seeking help. Help that can not only improve their lives, um, but also save someone's life. I, I, I really like how he kind of words that there. Um, that it, we're, we're, we're going to run it back just a second. We're, we're going to listen to that part again because I really like that part. <laughs> And that's why language matters. Language validates our experiences or negates them. It leaves us feeling appreciated or neglected, happy or sad. Toxic positivity ultimately blocks people from seeking help. That's 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 the yeah. It, toxic positivity blocks people from seeking help because they get the message that, um, like, well, so let's take for example the "you're enough" message. Um you know, you're going through a hard time, um, and somebody was, you know, and you don't feel like you're doing well, like you have imposter syndrome and somebody looks at you, you know, you're, you're enough. You're enough. It's okay. You can let go of imposter syndrome. That's not helpful. It's not helpful, uh, to say that to somebody. Um, it's more helpful to say, um, if somebody's dealing with imposter syndrome and they're expressing that to you, you can you can simply say, "I like yeah." Tell me more about how you feel. Let's talk about it. Acknowledge the feeling like that. I, I you know if you can understand like you've been in a similar position, right? We're not going to compare brain surgery to wisdom teeth here, um, but we we can compare in the point of like, hey, I've been in a room where I've felt that. But I want to hear more about your experience. Let's talk through it. I'm here to listen. I'm here to help. Like I'm here. I'm here to be that shoulder. And if if I'm if I can't, you know, if, if I need to help you get professional help, then I will help you find that that route. It, it's it's not about just saying the platitude of "you're enough" and walking away. It, it's he's gonna get to it in a second. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like try, I'm like skipping ahead to what he's saying. Uh, to, to kind of what he'll bring in in just a second. When I was at my lowest point, feeling overwhelming shame for not being able to be positive all the time, 
what I wanted to hear more than anything else was, Mahmoud, I hear you. I see that you've gone through some really difficult stuff lately, and I'm here for you. It's okay to feel crappy when crappy stuff happens, and I'm willing to listen to anything that you'll tell me. That's empathy. Empathy is stepping into someone else's shoes and showing them that you're caring for them at that moment. You're listening to them and trying your best to provide what they need. And that's what actually um, saved So, leading with empathy, and, and this reminds me a lot of like talking about the language and talking about empathy. It reminds me so much of a lot of Brene Brown's stuff, um, the Atlas of the Heart book with the 82 different, you know, words like for different emotions and feelings and her, her talks and study on empathy and the importance of that. It's, it's about wanting to, um, acknowledge what somebody's going through, you know, saying something like that sucks. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that you're going through that. I'm here for you. Right. It, it's just, it's just being there for them. Um, there is, it's just, it's being there for the person. It's being, it's, it's showing the empathy to them. All right. Last, last little bit of this. And then, uh, and then I'm going to close it out. They, then you understand that the truth is that it's really important to feel because without feeling, we're not truly experiencing life. You can make such a huge impact by being so much thoughtful, and intentional with the words that we use. We know that when positivity is pushed to an extreme, it can cause more harm than good. And that's why if I can redesign that phrase or idea of good vibes only or positive vibes only, I would instead say all vibes welcome. (laughs) I really like that, um, (laughs) that, that he talks about like experiencing life. It's, um, you know, if you're, you have to experience the emotions to, to experience life. That's, that's what it is. Um, and that's helpful. (laughs) Like if you, if you just go around like happy, 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 happy all the time and you don't experience the sadness, it's the other emotions that help make those good times good. It's what helps you realize like, Oh, I'm happy today. It's what makes you see those things. You have to experience the, the, the gamut of emotions to truly experience life. I, I like that point. So uh, the link to that video is in the description. So if you want to go and take a look at it uh, in, in its entirety and not broken up into little pieces like I did. Um, as I close, I, I do want to thank a few folks um, from social media that have put out content that has helped me um, as I've been working to deconstruct this way of thinking. Uh, People like Heather the Lawyer, who is, so she's on TikTok, I'm not on TikTok, but she often will put what she has on TikTok over on YouTube. Um, And she has a podcast with her friends, uh, Stephanie, I think, it's escaping me at the moment. Um, They have a, 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 like a podcast that they do called Relatable AF, and they talk about some of this stuff there uh, about deconstructing positivity. That was actually the one of the last episodes they put out, and where they talk about it. But but Heather and I um, we're the same age, um, and, and so I really relate to a lot of the stuff that she says because just kind of going through um, the Rachel Hollis thing. Um, 
with the just going into that and just buying all the way into this toxic positivity piece, it's hard. And so I, I appreciate the content she puts out. Kia from Kia's World, uh, Cam, uh, Camila, uh, Camila. Um, they do videos together, but then, but Kia, um, but they do them separate too, um, on different things like this, the toxic positivity. I appreciate the kind of the deep dive and like the, uh, this thing a little snarky. Um, but to me, like it, it's, it's one of those things like it, it validates the feelings that I have when I, I go through and watch this, the feelings that I have where it was like, gosh, that was so, that was so wrong. Or I, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have thought those things are like, not that I shouldn't have, but like that it's time. Let me, let me just back that up. Hold on. So people like Heather, the lawyer, Kia, Camila, and Savvy from Savvy Rights Books, those ladies have helped me just give myself grace and realize um, where I was and how that was affecting my, me, but also affecting relationships that I had. And I appreciate what they do in bringing some of this stuff to light because it helps me realize that I am not alone. I was not the only person going through this and I, I appreciate their, the content that they do. I get a good laugh out of it too, because they're funny. <laughs> So, uh, it, it just, it kind of get all the emotions, uh, get to all the, all the boxes get to be checked there. Um, we have to own our mistakes. I said that a little bit earlier, um, have to own our mistakes, have to own our wrongdoings. Uh, and this is how we grow. And so today's deep thought episode is, is, and was a big step in my journey, uh, going back and just diving into the things that I've said and posted. And I am now going to go delete that YouTube video that we watched so that I don't contribute to the spreading of the message of the, of, of toxic positivity. So that video will be taken down here shortly. Um, and so that I, that I don't, you know, keep like, it, it doesn't, not that I had a ton of views, but I just, I want to take it down because it's not, it's not authentic to who I, who I am at this point. Okay. I will be back next week with an episode diving into the topic of masking. We talked a little bit about masking our feelings in this episode, but we're actually going to talk a, more about masking and how it relates uh, to neurodiversity. Um, until then, right, we're going to sign off today. And I want to make sure that you know that you are loved, that you are worthy, and that there are great things ahead for you in this life if you trust and believe in the Lord. Bye. Bye.